Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 22nd. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're actually going to continue in the 103rd Psalm. Yesterday we were talking about the divine attribute of mercy that we see in the Lord here in the Psalms. And that's going to continue on today. Listen to what it says. We're going to start in verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgression from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. Now, there are a couple things in these verses that I really love. First of all, just that phrase, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. One of my favorite quotes by Joseph Smith says, Our Heavenly Father is more liberal in his views and boundless in his mercies and blessings than we are ready to believe or receive. The thing that I love about that quote is that if Heavenly Father is more liberal in his mercies and in his blessings than I'm ready to believe or receive, that means I'm living well beneath my privileges that he is ready to give or bestow upon me. I'm living below my privilege of mercy. I'm living below my privilege of blessings. And if only we will turn to him in all things and increase that relationship with him, then we'll figure out the true mercies and blessings of our Father in heaven as he again begins to bless us in abundance. Now, the second thing that I really like here is that he seems to recognize that we as mortals, we as human beings, aren't as merciful with each other as he is with us. Listen to what verse 11 says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so is his mercy toward them that fear him. So I like this idea of the heavens being so far above the earth, and his mercy is so far above that which we can begin to understand or extend to other people. And if that's the case, and I testify that it is, it's no wonder that we can't even begin to understand the multitudes of his mercy that he's willing to extend to us. I don't think we can even wrap our minds around the kind of mercy that he's ready to extend and to offer. And yet for some reason, when we make mistakes, whether it be mistakes of commission, meaning we do wrong things, or whether it's sins of omission, meaning we aren't doing certain things that we should be doing, or even sins of disposition, meaning we aren't having the great attitude about the things that we're doing. Sometimes we get a little bit nervous in our approach towards our Heavenly Father maybe because we don't want to feel like he's disappointed in us or we don't think that his grace will extend to us in those circumstances. But his mercy, his loving kindness is so far beyond what we can mortally comprehend. If his entire work and his entire glory is to bring us back to live with him, then why should we think that he would be anything but overly abundant in mercy? If all he wants is to bring his kids back to him, then if we will just repent, then 
it's my feeling that he will pour that mercy out on us so that we can return and so that we can be with him again. All he asks for is just that change in our hearts, that change in our lives, that willingness to turn to him and to repent. But keep in mind that repentance isn't about paying a price for our sins. We can't do that. That price has been paid long ago and it has been paid in full. There is nothing that you and I can do to begin to pay that price for our sins. However, we are asked to repent and to obey, not to pay the price for our sins, but to help us learn to be grateful for the price that has already been paid. He asks for our heart, for our contrite spirit, for our repentance, not so that we can pay the price, but so that our hearts can begin to change. Because that's what this life is all about, about changing and growing and learning, which means the mistakes that we make in this life, whether it's commission, omission, or disposition, those sins, those mistakes were all part of the plan as well. Jesus Christ stands at the center of the plan of salvation, and he has from the very beginning, because part of that plan of salvation was that we would make mistakes and that we would need to turn to the Savior and receive mercy in abundance. So when we make mistakes, let's not hesitate to turn to God and to remember that he is a God who is bountiful in his mercy and in his love for his children. It goes on to say that just like a father or a parent feels pity for their children, that the Lord pities us if we'll reverence him, if we'll remember him. And then I love what it says next, for he knoweth our frame. He knoweth our frame. He understands our position. When we make mistakes, when we screw up, he's not up there thinking, oh, dumb kid doing it all over again, making the same mistake they've always made. No, he pities us. His heart hurts for us because we hurt. And he can do that. He can pity us and he can have mercy on us and love us because he understands our frame. He knows our situation. He knows what we are going through. It reminds me of one of my favorite scriptures found in Alma chapter seven. And this is one of my favorite scriptures because I remember so clearly as a kid, like a little kid, probably 11 maybe 10 or 12, somewhere around there. I remember so clearly laying in bed one night thinking, I understand the atonement. I understand why Jesus had to suffer for my sins. But why did he have to suffer everything else? Why did he have to suffer my pain and my sickness? Why did he have to suffer the guilt? Why did he have to go through all that extra hard? Because if he has to just pay for sin so that I can be forgiven, it seems like that's all that he would need to suffer. Why all the extra? And then I found this scripture in Alma chapter 7. It starts in verse 11. And as I'm reading this, think of that scripture in the Psalms. He knoweth our frames. He understands our situation. Listen. And he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith that he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people, and he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels might be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. So he takes all these things upon himself so that he can understand, so that he can know our frames. 
But now listen to this very next sentence, because this is kind of mind-blowing and life-changing. It says, now the spirit knoweth all things. The spirit understands what it feels like when we're sick or afflicted or tempted or dealing with sickness or weakness. The spirit knows all that. But listen to what it says next. Nevertheless, the son of God suffereth according to the flesh that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. He took it all upon himself so that he could understand your frame. So that when we make mistakes, the reaction isn't disappointment and it's not anger, it's pity, it's love. He understands your situations. He understands what you're going through. He understands the temptations and the guilt and the sorrows. He understands your frame and your situation. And it wasn't enough just to have the spirit explain it to him or to teach him about what you're going through. He experienced it for himself so that he would know perfectly how to succor you, how to bless you, how to heal you, how to bring you home to him. It is my testimony that he is a loving God, filled with mercy, filled with love, filled with understanding. And he can stand as that perfect judge because he knows your frame, and has experienced it all. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 